right, Steve, I got the drama. So here is last week, Jesse weren't here. We had talked a little bit about Steve had a question about whether or not like an entertainer that you like, if they do something stupid, like they step in it, whether or not it ruins all of the work, like all their portfolio of work for you. Like you can't like watch anything anymore with them in it. So <laughs> funnily enough, I think I got caught up on something that happened in like kind of the streaming world. So there's a streamer, BB Jess, who is like, she's kind of fun to watch and I'm subscribed to her and I can't remember how long I've been watching her. And then there's this other streamer her, she just changed her name to nine beats so she's like this dj and it's she's just hilarious to watch she plays good music and she's jib jabbing with uh chat and everybody's making fun it's good times right so apparently i found on i found out on TikTok as you do about, <laughs> about the primary news source for america <laughs> and right? the world right the world so apparently uh bb jess her, one of her things is that she's like empowering and uplifting of women streamers um but apparently in a dm with somebody was completely trashing night beats and being like very mean um and one of the other things that bb jess is somewhat accused of is kind of using the lgbtq plus streaming community for like her own personal gain so she tried to put together um a thing where those types of streamers would um give like a 30 to 90 second like video and then she would put it all together and it was supposed to be i don't know the exact details behind it so those are that's like the these are the two accusations <clears throat> one is that she's doing She's taking advantage of people, marginalized people for her own gain. And the other one is that she's mean <laughs> and that she's not actually, you know, really all about empowering women streamers. Interesting. Yes. And so I'm like, well, I don't know that these are, they're not bad enough where I immediately am like, oh, done with that, right? Like not gonna watch her anymore. Um, and it was funny cause I'd watched one of uh, one of my beat streams and i came in like an hour late and they're like well we, yeah we talked there was a bunch of chatting that we did we talked about this thing for like 40 minutes and i'm like what did you talk about like is someone gonna catch me up no but it was that it was and so then a couple of days later i went back and watched her piece on it and uh bb jess has been i'm not on i don't follow her on twitter i don't want to go to twitter where this all kind of came out <clears throat> She's been radio silent on everything. Mm -hmm. No, she has not streamed in almost two weeks. I'm not sure if she's talking about it on Twitter. Supposedly, she'd issued a non-apology apology. <laughs> More of a I got busted apology. I got caught. Hmm. So what if she comes back in like two months? Like she lays low, she comes back and she like redeems herself. Like she is like pro women's rights or whatever yeah that's like that's the thing is it it could just be a mistake due to immaturity it could just be you know like i said something i didn't like this person instead of just being honest about not liking this person and staying away from them like i trashed them in dms don't have like so that's that's where i'm at is like i don't know that it's 
that it's not bad enough where I look at them and I'm like, oh no, I can't like support them. I can't watch anything that they do anymore. It's that's not where it's at yet. Cause it's just, none of it's like bad enough. Right. It's not like Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's all about the redemption. Like people can do bad things. It's just about how they come back. And if they come back the same douchebag asshole, bitchy type person, then yeah, they're going to lose their fan base. But if they come back as like a better person, learn from it, people have big hearts and they have big compassion. So I don't know. It's all about the comeback. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. That's kind of what I'm doing is just, well, let's wait and see what her side of the story is and see what happens. See if she just owns up to it or. Yeah. I mean, look at Tom Cruise, man. There was a time where everyone hated Tom Cruise for jumping on Oprah's couch. <laughs> his over-exuberance about his love that would last forever with Katie yeah. Holmes. Yes. Until she got sick of his shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's still... Everyone still loves him. That was Actually, weird. Scientologist buddies. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the comeback. Yeah. So Steve had, I don't, and I think we talked like I didn't really have anybody that was that was like that for the most part. Like I didn't think there were really any any entertainers that I was like, yeah, no, I can't watch anything they do anymore, or anything like that. Yeah, and I, I think I alluded to Ryan Adams, the musician who would basically hear an up-and-coming female artist and say hey hey i'll help you you know i really like your stuff hey let's get together why don't you come to my hotel room and they'd show up and he'd be in the nude and basically expecting them to go to bed with him and yeah. if they didn't then he wouldn't absolutely wouldn't help them and he'd ghost them oh. that's bad that's yeah bad. and there were multiple people who who um reported this and he of course took the brunt of of that as he should and had tours canceled and he feels he is a victim of cancel culture and i'm like make amends and the one interview i read and maybe there's more out there but the one interview i read i'm like i don't think you've learned anything from this yep so the me 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 or the victim like that yeah. people can it was all taken out of context that sort of yeah. thing yeah i'm sorry there's not much to take out of context if somebody shows up and you're naked in your hotel room. <laughs> yeah, there is no context. Yep. Mm -hmm. mm, I know. Okay, I need you guys' help. So. <laughs> um, lean in, lean in. <laughs> the girls. Okay, so last week, I no, yeah, last week I get a text message from ex husband, their dad, and he said, Hey, Christmas schedules are not working out for me this year. So we are we have plans Friday morning. Is that okay if I have the girls on Thursday night? It'd be easier. And like, of course, that is just fine. Sorry to hear that Christmas is not working out for you. And um just tonight, Reese texts dad and says, 
I'm staying at mom's house. And I said, no, you're not, honey. I go, I have plans tonight. She's like, but we're supposed to be here. I go, I know, but you're not. And I made plans. Like what with who? I'm like, with my boyfriend and my friends. You'd much rather hang out with them than me. Like, honey, no, I would love to hang out with you, but I made plans. I was not supposed to have you. And uh, so then X sends me a text saying, oh, I heard the girls are staying overnight. I will pick them up tomorrow at 9.30. I said, no, I had plan. I told Reese I had plans tonight. Let me figure out my night and I'll get back to you. I come home because I had to pick up dinner and I'm like, Reese, I have plans. You're going to dad's after my podcast. We're going to get out of here. And she's like, oh, you, you don't love me, do you? You'd much rather be with your friends. Nope, I do love you, but I do have plans and we're sticking to them. Like we planned this a month, like a week ago. And, um, and then I get a message from my ex saying, hey, I have plans tonight. I will drop them off at your house at nine. He goes, wow, okay. But that was the plan was for them to go over there tonight. Is it, am I in the wrong? No, it's not, it's not fair to him. Like as a dad and a parent that splits time, it's not fair to him to change it the last minute like that. Last week and it was my time and I never make plans on my time with the girls. <laughs> right. So he, so he made a request. Yeah. yeah. I accommodated that yeah. very easily. Like, sure. No problem. And then somehow it has turned into your problem for, I don't even know how to describe this, but it's, this, this gets back to an episode we had like a year ago where like you say what you're going to do and you do what you say yeah. and you don't switch to plan B because something better comes along. Yeah. You, you stick with it. Yes. This is, this is a bit different though, because the kid is the one saying i don't want to do that the kids are the one now saying yes oh, this morning at nine like when they woke up like okay girls i'll drop you off at eight they're like no nine no eight no nine okay fine eight thirty we'll compromise so we already fought about it this morning <laughs> but they but didn't they know already yes okay i told them yesterday i told them this morning i told them three days ago because i knew last minute it was going to be an issue so why why do you think they are why do you think your daughter is being challenging about this because i moved her from her main room since she had a baby to her basement she now has the basement room and i painted it i decorated it all day today like it is pristine her new bedroom is perfect and so she w really wants to sleep in her new bed. Ah, uh, so that's it. Yes. She's just using this other stuff as an excuse. Yes. Okay. And I get it. She has a new bedroom. Like she wants to I sleep. I like how there's no buildup in the psychological warfare. It's just like right to the top. Just like, <laughs> uh, you don't love me, I guess. Like there's me. no yeah. escalation. No. no. <laughs> mm -hmm. You'd much rather hang She's, out with that mom. She double digits. Yes, she's 12. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In middle school. Yeah? yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. 
Yep, that tracks, hundred percent. And so then her younger sister, who was like, "Yeah, you don't love me, mom." <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so now I'm torn as a mom because divorce guilt is a real thing, and I've always said I will choose my girls over everybody, but like, I. I was supposed to have them, but now I'm not. But now I am. Like. So, th- so then you would take them tomorrow morning. Yes. So then, no, he would pick them up tomorrow morning oh. at nine thirty. That's another thing. I was like, well, I wanted to sleep in. I didn't want kids. Yeah, and the request was from him to pick them up tonight and have them overnight. Yeah. But his plans changed. So no. His, okay, so when like, did he, when did he communicate that his plans changed? He never did. Just like, yeah. When he said, "I'll pick the girls up tomorrow at nine thirty, that was him communicating like, "Oh, okay, I really don't need them at eight a.m." Like I originally said, <laughs> and so it'd be easier for me to have them overnight. Yeah, okay, so the original plan he requested was to get them tonight, yep. have them spend the night, and then all day tomorrow or whatever. Yep, and, and then tomorrow is normal. Right? And then the girls messaged him and were like, we don't <laughs> want to go over there tonight. And then he was like, "Sweet," thought about it and was like, cool, make my plans. And then that's it. Like that, I, it really bothers me when adults try to make plans with kids that really pisses me off it's my biggest pet peeve about (laughs) all of this i have fought i have requested i had kindly asked like like you get a you get a text message now i get the wow right yeah okay so you get a text message from a kid and then based on that, you don't communicate with the other adult that you made the request to and like validate that it's okay or anything. And you're just like, cool, this 12 year old told me that I can do whatever I want. So I'm gonna do whatever I want. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Jason, no. This is the, okay. Okay, sorry, I'm texting now. And now I'm all worked up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, agreed, that puts you in a bad position. Someone's gonna be mad and I don't know if it matters who it is. I mean, obviously, like, what are you gonna do? Piss your ex off even more? Like, really? (laughs) To do what? Like he was supposed to have the girls tonight. Right. Yeah, if it's about a room, I'd be, no, you're going to, like, if there was something deeper, maybe, but. But it would have to be something. Right. Really, really important. And it's like courtesy, I think, in the co-parenting dynamic that they made a request and you were flexible and that's how it goes. I'm very freaking flexible. Well, not very, somewhat. <laughs> okay, I'm over it. So, 
Thank you for validating that I'm not crazy. You're, well, you're not crazy about that. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, you have, uh, that's, that's a, a very legitimate gripe you could have about that where, dude, you asked. Yeah. I accommodated. Now you're changing it on a whim without communicating or asking. Yeah. Bogus. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I can add. She never asked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does it... I mean, does it amaze you that people go through life like that? Like that there are adults that just don't behave like adults? <laughs> I think it used to, for me, but it used to really put a bee in my bonnet. And now I just roll my eyes and go, you know, whatever. Well yeah, but that's, a, I mean, what I, I'm asking, like, does it surprise you still? Like, not do you get upset about it? Which is why I've, like, Steve, I mean, we talk about this every now, every time I bring it up, right? Um, where you're always, in, you're, you like to assume that people are ignorant. <laughs> and I'm and past that and, and right and now it's just malicious to me it's like I could you know after so many ignorant times doing it on purpose sometimes it, it definitely crosses into maliciousness um, most of the time it's just incompetence like oh I, I didn't even think about it that way really but I think a lot of people don't they don't What's wild to me are the ones that like, they never think about, like if something happens again, like they didn't learn the first time, but it just keeps happening and they just keep doing it the same way. It's called the crazies. So, <laughs> I was gonna cite an example from work, but I'm not sure I want to talk about that. And cut it out but if you sure, want. I'll keep it vague enough. <laughs> so this, so this uh, worker, co-worker, does these database deployments and conversions. And when it comes to going to prod, our team is assured, yep, everything, we got this, you know, I've got it, it'll be fine. And during the production deployment, something blows up and, okay. and it's, you know, five alarm fire and everybody's trying to get it worked out and then eventually it gets worked out and then the next time we do one same thing mm -hmm. and the third time same thing so now we're like all right fool me once shame fool, on me, fool me twice or three times now you know we, we should we should document this process and work through it all together and make sure we all agree on the process and have it written out. And the person really took umbrage at the idea of documenting the process. And like it, you could feel the tension rising in the meeting and, and it, the meeting ended we had another meeting a couple days later, 
perhaps giving the person enough time to re to reevaluate, and then finally got everything documented. But it was kind of one of those things: is is this incompetence, or are you just? Or I think I chalked it up to, I don't want to document what I do because yeah. this is job security. Yep. Yep. But somebody else knows what I do. Yeah, but like none of us want to do his job. I don't want to do it. Nobody else here wants your job. We just want to make sure we're following some thing so that we don't look like incompetent bozos come production. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but wasn't it wasn't it this person that was doing it wrong? Yep. Yeah. So, um, the way that I would take their resistance towards documenting it is accountability. Like, because then. And the other thing is like, that's malicious. You screwed up your your one job four times in a row. Mm -hmm. How is that not malicious? <laughs> and then when people are like, hey, maybe you're just forgetting some stuff. Let's just write it all down. And they get all bent out of shape about it. No, <laughs> someone's playing games. Yeah. I disagree. Okay. I don't know. I sometimes I feel like people don't get it and they're lazy. Is incompetence the same as lazy? Could be. Because I've heard people say, well, you know, that's malicious. They're doing this intentionally or they're actually doing this. I don't know very many people who have that type of anger or heart or like intent to do something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. In this case, I don't think his intent was to have it fail because correct. ultimately he had to be the one to fix it anyway. Exactly. Like, so, it's, no... so it's causing him more angst and strife and extra time than anybody else. Yeah, that's where my head's at with this scenario is I don't think his intention behind it, he was just Lazy, one. competent, not thinking, like just one time, sure, two times, maybe more than that, and then resistance to solutions it's on purpose. You think so? Oh, yeah, I, I think it was a, I think the resistance to document it was a defense mechanism to preserve one's hold on their job. If I documented, anybody can do this. What? They can't even do it, though. Good point. <laughs> like, if I document, yeah, yeah. It'd be different if they were, because here's, so here's another one. Tell me if you guys have run into this. So you're in, this is mostly going to be for larger organizations because you're going to have uh, different teams that are doing development work, and then you're going to have this overarching architecture group. So tell me if this sounds familiar to you guys. Um, architecture group lets insane things fly into production, knowing that it's going to fail mm. so that they can solve it and be the hero. Mm. <laughs> I've seen that a number of times. <laughs> like it's and you can only catch them when like you call out like this is gonna break and then they're like that's fine 
which is, I mean, I don't know. Kudos to them for being honest, I guess. I don't. <laughs> but that's uh, a that's a strategy. Let it fail, so that leadership sees the big problem or someone makes a change. Like it's going to fail, so I'm going to allow for it because I'm sick of fighting and fighting and fighting. It just needs to fail, and I'm over it. Could be, or it could be. But this way, I get to look like the hero who came in and solved it. See, I just—that's how—that's how I've seen it because that's exactly what happened. Because then they would—they would come in and fix it, and then everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, bow down to this great architect." Some of us are like, "Nah, nah." He's—he's sitting on a on a pipe, guys. Like, come on, he's not floating. Well, I think I'm in a really good mood, and I believe everyone has good intentions. <laughs> I'm assuming positive intent is great. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's that's the default. All I'm saying is after, when there's a pattern, then yeah. it's not, then there's a problem, and to me it becomes malicious. And maybe, maybe you guys are thinking that malicious is a very harsh word. Yeah. It's not harsh. It's not harsh to me. It just when I say malicious, I mean it's intentional. It's yeah. on purpose now. Got it. No, I hear you. I agree to that. I just don't want to hear, like, put it out there. Yeah, I would say definitely my definition of malicious is different than what you were thinking. Yes. Could be. I intentional. <laughs> Malicious is malice, which is basically evil. And yeah, I don't look at that as being evil. That's just head scratching.